Delivering high-quality, technology-centric podcasts around the world. This is MunchTech.TV. Taking a bite out of technology. Hello, welcome to episode 514 of the Two Jackies for Saturday, August 29th, 2020. This is the show where we talk about the week's most notable technology stories in around an hour or less with Aaron Fisher and myself, Jimmy Bunting. We come together once a week to discuss, debate, converse, scrutinize and explore the world of tech. This week, Tesla's astronomical ideas may not be so great after all. Facebook grumbles about iOS. And operators are still ripping customers off. Mobile operators. Operators just sounds a bit too ominous, really, doesn't it? Operators. Well, which operators? The operators on the phone? Well, technically it is. It's the phone operators, the mobile operators. That comes from which? The consumer watch dog grip. They say that mobile users are still being ripped off by operators after and once their contracts end. Which, of course, they are. It's not as if the mobile operator is going to say, well, actually, you've paid off your phone, so you don't need to pass all of that money. Maybe you should pass less money, because that wouldn't make business sense. Apple's new iPhone operating system, iOS, making it harder for Facebook to track people, and Facebook says it will decimate part of its business. Whatever will they do? And Elon Musk, who isn't the most popular on this show anyway, (laughs) in our opinion. Um, Starlink satellites could limit scientific discoveries, according to those in the know. Hopefully everyone's had a good, safe, enjoyable week. It's been a busy week in tech, and it's, it's, it's actually what I find recently, Aaron, is it's been much more diverse. It's not just one company sort of hogging the limelight, which is quite nice. Not always the case, but but for, for the last few weeks it has been, so that's good. Basically what I mean is this whole show isn't devoted to Apple or Microsoft or one or the other, but of course they're still there. How are you, Aaron? Ah, I'm doing pretty well. How's your uh, how's your AirPods? What's the, what's the story? What's the crack there? I well, you, uh... I, I opened up the chat uh, the chat interface a few days ago and the chat interface wasn't working so classic helpful and i thought well it must be the computer so i went on to my phone to try and do it and right now nope not working so uh, give it a day tried it again and they are sending out a new left airpod and i'm sending the faulty left item or unit back um, I... however they do and you know this yourself iron because you've done it they put a hold on your credit or debit card until they receive it which is fair enough it's, a, it's called a non-return fee i guess it's just in case you decide you want to keep both which i don't understand why you would do but anyway i mean they they include all of the shipment and packaging for returning the faulty unit i'm correct right yeah basically they'll well if it's the same as when i did it you'll have the uh the airpod actually comes pretty neatly packaged like it 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 doesn't come packaged in an airpod like a new airpod box if that makes sense like apple have clearly designed this for the replacement airpods um which either says they're having a lot of issues or um this is just 
something I don't know if this is something they do anyway I I know when people have had watches uh, replaced in the past Apple have like specialist packaging for that as well it's always something I guess we've uh, I, I don't know if a lot of companies do this but it's something we've always praised Apple for it really is the little things on the flip side of that I saw someone else this week I was watching a live stream this week and someone else exact same issue that we've both had with their AirPod Pros and Apple just mm. straight up did the replacement again I think Apple would be on the point of challenging anyone I think if you just say the words AirPod Pro and issue to them um, they'll just send you out some kind of replacement you do have to do the funky pairing dance which oh no honestly like it just maybe I'm an idiot well we know that but um, <laughs> at least I, I, I'm, I, I didn't want to tell you yeah you know self-deprecating jokes but um, mm. the instructions they give honestly try and follow them see if it works for you I just ended up having to it's one of those you have to do the dance where the wind has to be blowing in the right direction you know it has to be a certain time of day the is sun it, has to be directly overhead is it, is it a northerly wind or a southerly uh, wind well what you do is you, you stand up from your chair you twirl around and then you make right. sure the wind is blowing hold on just, just give me a minute I'm gonna get on my, my chair uh, twir- okay so twir- twir- how many times did I twirl around I mean they say eight um, eight, eight right okay so uh, your mileage uh, may but vary but I'm using wired headphones here so can I uh, one leg uh, make sure you, uh, make sure you stand on one leg one 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 really leg, right? okay, really yeah. commit to this right yeah and w- then you got you got to take a picture of yourself T- take a pic pic hold, hold on uh, this is difficult cuz i'm trying to balance on one leg and, and i think my phone's on so- okay so if i just take the p- picture no that right i've taken a few pictures yeah and then you tweet it out uh, uh- was that was that sound effect good enough for fault? No. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> it's not lo- like like I say. <laughs> m- maybe I am maybe I am just an idiot, but it did feel like this is the dance you have to do. I ended up just it's like you take it out, you unpair it, you leave it in the case, you leave the case this far away, and you do this and you do that. Like it's that kind of of pairing dance. Oh really? Right. Um, and nothing worked. And no matter how many times I followed the instructions, mm. didn't work. Press the button on the back, hold it, do this, do that, do the other. Nothing worked. I just ended up like leaving it for three hours, and eventually it just. Seemed to work. It settled um, itself. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it's it's a nightmare, and I'm not looking forward to have to do that again. Honestly, my AirPod Pros, I've got a case number with Apple. I got it at the same time <laughs> that I got a case number for my phone, and my phone has been fixed. I actually bothered to go up and or to get up and go and do that one. But the AirPods are just like because this is the third time I need to do it. They've just sat in the top drawer with a case number, like waiting for me to have to do it. I just ah, it's so done with them. I mean, we're hearing rumors that Apple are going to come out with. Uh, some kind of over over the ear noise cancelling thing, which I don't know. Pre AirPod Pro would have really interested me. You know, I went out and bought the headphones that I'm wearing right now, which are the Sony MDX five thousand three hundred and sixty three MX four five sixties or whatever Sony called them. They're over ear noise cancelling ones, and I love them. I would have loved an equivalent from Apple, but just after the experience with the AirPod Pros, I don't know if I want to go down that road again. It's just like every three months now, even when you get them replaced it's the stress of when are they gonna break because it's gonna happen again because they don't replace them for a, a unit that's had its technical faults replaced no they just replace it for a new version of the same thing so it'll just break again in three months um which is just incredibly frustrating um, what i can't fault is apple's response to it they they didn't query anything what well, they so he, he many people are doing it well yeah and there, there are words an issue so I, I mean but they haven't fixed it i <laughs> yeah i i had stated what operating system and the phone. I said that I'd tried disconnecting and resetting and using a different 
device and the the, the, this, the problem is still there. Um, I also said it's not just, it hasn't just happened over a few days. It, it It's happened for a month or over a month now, maybe two. Um, progressively getting slightly worse. It's gotten slightly worse from the inception at the, the start of it, the, the problem, but it hasn't deteriorated anymore, but it's just consistent um, and it's annoying. So obviously I had to do something about it. So they, they didn't really question too much. They just stated, they acknowledged that I'd clearly done the, the software side of things to try and resolve. Not sure whether if I hadn't, if they would have tried to take me through it, I'm sure they would just to say, but then they state that obviously they'll provide a replacement unit, which is fine. But it's just the fact, as you say, for the price, it shouldn't be the case. It's just the experience uh, yeah. coming coming from the original AirPods, which were just, aside from a dodgy battery life, absolutely faultless. Like, not mm-hmm. a single issue with those over the entire lifespan. I think many people can say the same. To just go to the newer version that costs a lot more, um, on an already expensive product, bear in mind. Um, like, I'm not fooling around here. The AirPods are like, you know, they look a bit funky. They're very overpriced. You know, like, they're such a, an unneeded item. We're complaining about true first world problems here. Oh, yeah, but 100%. on a device that costs more is a newer version. It's just been such... I mean, we've talked this to death over the over the month, but it's just such a disappointment for Apple. A company that we traditionally sit here and go, this product is wonderful, it's faultless, you know, this, that, and the other. We're sitting here commending them on their service because the product is so crap. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's really been an infuriate... Like, this is why they've sat in a drawer for three months, because I'm just done. Like, I've just, I've just been using my Beats X when I need them because they've got the same pairing you know, they're Apple designed and got the same pairing chip in. And I mean, they're not as, you know, they still have a wire between them and they do have their drawbacks compared to the AirPods, but they haven't broken on me, which is a huge plus. Mm, Yeah. As you say, hopefully, hopefully Generation 2 won't have the same issues. And I guess you'd say early adopter in terms of obviously the AirPod Pro was the first iteration of the Pro, was the first iteration that had the noise cancelling technology, which from from reading between the lines is where this issue is, is emanating from. So... It happens, um, but for the price, you would hope it doesn't. What I would like to see, it's nice that they're addressing the issue at hand, but I would really rather like to see the Generation 2 not having the problem. And the, the next issue is, it's a fault which develops, and there's no real time frame because you had yours only a number of months before the fault developed. I had mine maybe six months, half a year before it developed. So it, it's not predictable to, to every extent, but alas. Before we go on any more, we'll go to the quick news. Within hours of the browser maker laying off a quarter of its staff last week, a well-placed source told the register that Mozilla had signed a three-year agreement with Google. On Thursday, a spokesman for Mozilla confirmed the partnership had been renewed, though declined to go into specific detail on the contract duration and sums of money involved. The registered sources say the Mozilla will likely pocket $400 to $450 million a year between now and 2023 from the arrangement citing internal discussions held earlier this year. It's worth noting that more than 90% of Mozilla's funding comes from web search providers that pay for the right to be the default search engine in Firefox in their regions. A notorious anti-vaccine group Sparheaded by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. filed suit today in federal court in California, alleging that Facebook's fact-checking program for false scientific or medical misinformation violates its constitutional rights. Children's Health Defense claims in its suit that Facebook, its CEO Mark Zuckerberg and the organization Science Feedback, Poitner and PolitiFact 
acted, quote, jointly or in concert with the federal government agencies to infringe on CHD's First and Fifth Amendment rights. The suit also alleges that Facebook and the fact-checking organizations colluded to commit wire fraud by, quote, clearing the field of anti-vaccine ads. Facebook has insidious conflicts with the pharmaceutical industry and its captive health agencies, CHD claimed in a press release. Facebook currently censored Children's Health Defense's page, targeting its purge against factual information about vaccines, 5G and public health agencies, just to name a few. Santander UK customers were unable to access their online accounts for several hours from Friday morning until mid-afternoon. They said we are currently experiencing issues with customers logging into online banking. This is what the lender told customers via Twitter. It comes just ahead, obviously, of the bank holiday weekend and month salary payments for millions of Britons. The bank said the problem had now been sorted out. We apologize for the problems some customers faced earlier today using our digital banking services. These have now been fixed and we can confirm that any payments due today will have been processed. I did however say that debit cards, credit cards and cash machines should have all been working during the outage. And finally, Apple has terminated Epic Games' account from its app store amid legal battle over in-app payments on the Fortnite game. Apple had already removed Fortnite from the store after the game offered a discount on its virtual currency for purchases made outside of the app from which Apple receives a 30% cut. Epic says the fee is unfair. The company sued Apple earlier this year after it took down the hugely popular Fortnite game from its App Store. Quote, We're disappointed that we have had to terminate the Epic Games account on the App Store, Apple said in a statement. We've worked hard with the team at Epic Games for many years on their launches and releases. The court recommended that Epic comply with the App Store guidelines while their case moves forward. Guidelines that they've followed for the past decade until they created this situation. Epic has refused. So Mozilla, 25% staff cuts, um, a fresh Google search deal, mega millions. Hmm. I mean, what do you think? This hardly comes as a shock. Um, we know that Google pay ungodly sums. I believe Google pay in the billions to the likes of Apple to be the default search provider on iOS. Um, I think these are deals that many people don't actually realize is happening. Obviously, Google is such a massive company that I think people generally think that uh, Apple, Microsoft, whomever, well, not Microsoft, but Apple and Mozilla and, and whatnot just choose to put Google as the default. No, it's because Google pay them large sums of money for the privilege. Obviously, Mm. Google paying a few billion to Apple and a few hundred million to Mozilla is probably peanuts into how much they then in turn make off of said platforms. Um, Definitely comes as a little bit of a surprise sometimes. Obviously, we know that Google and Apple spend so much time at loggerhead with each other. Um, The Mm. same goes to Mozilla. Mozilla, obviously, developer of Firefox, a very privacy-focused, anti-Google kind of uh, browser. The, The company's made some pretty sweeping statements as has the likes of Apple over the uh, the past years um, kind of condemning some of Google's actions. But obviously, money talks, money wins over everything and that doesn't stop them uh, doing deals. I think no matter how much uh, word slinging they do at each other, these deals are obviously still, obviously still beneficial for Google. Um, it'll be interesting to see because I, I was reading earlier in the week there are rumors kicking around as as ever with Apple, but um, about Apple some doing, I, I don't know how they're going to do it but some kind of search engine themselves 
which I think will be very interesting. I think maybe it's probably something we might have already seen had Apple not already been wrapped up in the middle of uh, antitrust. Obviously, doing your own search engine is going to go even further down that rabbit hole. Um, so I think that would be very interesting to see what Google would make of that if Apple suddenly uh, developed their own search engine, then made it the default on iOS. Um, what kind of impact that has on Google? Because I don't think, you know, let's not kid ourselves. iOS users are uh, probably a big percentage of, uh, or sizable percentage, I should say, of, of Apple's user base. Um, I imagine they're also a sizable percentage of Mozilla's user base. Obviously, the general Firefox user or usage being somewhat down on alternative browsers, but still, you know, 400, $450 million, that's a decent sum of money. As you said, though, it does come after they just cut some serious numbers of staff, which I think was quite a sad thing to see. Um, but we got to remember that Mozilla is... Uh, Kind of funded, I get the impression, based on, on donations and things. Um, obviously, also these search deals help. But uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, a bit of a shock, I think, to see uh, see so many staff cut recently. And the Vax suing Facebook. <laughs> Irony. Two, two colossal idiots suing each other. Well, not suing each other, but... Um... I don't really want to give this airtime because it's just it's really I, you you just won't change an idiot's opinion. I can't fix that stupid. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, um, I, I I put I generally I I put this in there not here not to sit here and and bash the stupidity of of anti-vax and whatnot. But it's more Facebook has been in the news. Social media has been in the news so much recently through or even over the past few years to be honest. But kind of more and more at the moment. There was a story just this week about um does social media do more harm than good. And I think people's gen general yeah. people's general consensus is social media has a lot of upsides. But when you sit and think about it, it's like there are there are so many more downsides. Like the upsides are very positive. Um and I don't think they should be forgotten about. But like how much or how many I want to say how many issues in the world. Um, there has always been a spread of, of misinformation, no matter, you know, TV, radio, the internet, whatever. Social media obviously really does kind of, uh, I think, stoke that fire these days in the spread of misinformation and lies. I mean, there have been social experiments over the past few years to see just how easy it is to, to change someone's opinion based on a post or, you know, some kind of false uh, or misleading posts on social media and it's like it's super easy to do um, how many times has someone said to you oh i saw it on facebook oh, i read that on facebook oh I, exactly. I read a thing on facebook that said and they just believe it they they just take it as verbatim they just assume that because it says it on on online it must be true the same goes for the likes of and i'm not singling out anyone in particular but the daily mail for example Day just a plethora of unreliable useless information that some people decide is an authoritative source. It's not. And just because someone says something online does not mean it's true. And and, and the argument is, but it was published. It must have been. No, no. And even on reliable, quote, reliable news sites, and I'm not saying the Daily Mail is, I'm, I'm saying other reliable news sites, information is also sometimes wrong. It's so easy in 2020 for us to just read something and decide that must be true because someone said it and they they say that they are an expert in this field, so they, they must know what they're on about. And and yeah, social media does have a very unique responsibility, especially, for example, in the likes of during a global pandemic, in that false information can be very damaging because all it takes is a few people 
with a lot of clout to read something that may not be true, but they, they decide to believe it. And, and they then start to pass that information on and it just turns into a downward spiral. Yeah. It's, Dangerous. It, it, it's scary how quickly opinion can become fact on the internet. I even read online about how you shouldn't let, obviously it's someplace, I, I was at the dentist a while ago, I post um, COVID and I had my temperature checked. Obviously they point the thing at your forehead to get your temperature. No issue, take my temperature, fine. And I read a post that was blowing up about how you should never let someone point something at your forehead because it will cause problems because your brain is right there and 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 they're using scientific words that they thought they knew the meaning of they really didn't but because the scientific words are included oh it must be true and then oh but you're you're pointing a gun at someone's head you 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 can't and then they start trying to play on the the the, the emotional side of it you're pointing a gun at your child's head no you're pointing a thermometer at your child's head people wake up bearing in mind these are often the same people that won't think twice about going through an x-ray machine or using their mobile phone or using a microwave oh yeah not that i'm saying any of those are bad by the way, I'm just saying the correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I, I get you. I I'm get not becoming you. a just... mobile phone conspiracist. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, tinfoil hat. I, I just, I, and here's the thing. Look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone's entitled to do what they want. But when you're you're spreading information that is potentially dangerous, that's that's the difference. And I say dangerous, I mean can have a, a an adverse effect on what what's trying to be done for the greater good. Um, and it's it's not to take away from free speech because this is the argument in some parts that that these activists are saying and we have amendment rights and we have free speech and so on you do but when that causes harm destruction or otherwise to other people you don't i in see, some respect the, the whole free speech thing i am you know 100% for free free speech and i think people for free should, speech yes free, free speech I, I, I like free um, speech the, too the irony there by the way um <laughs> i think people should be able to within reason i guess it's that exactly it's exactly that isn't it it's that within reason like if you're and uh, this goes for anything. Uh, if you're spouting fact, uh, opinion as fact, or you know, unbased, you know, I guess opinions again, or or you're saying something that has no scientific reasoning, and as you said, if you're causing harm or you're you know causing alarm to anyone, um, if you're causing panic in any way, or you know, inciting violence or any of that, and this goes far beyond, I think, just just medicine. You look at how much is going on in the world, and then and then how many things are spread through social media i think the free speech thing has to be reined in a little bit like you can't just go oh but free speech it's like no you're inciting violence it's like there are there are boundaries to all of this mm. i just i it blows my mind slightly i i don't know what it is because it's you know facebook can't win in either way if they let everything on their platform then obviously that i guess people probably including us we get a little riled up about facebook clearly allowing the you know the spread of misinformation but on the flip side of that fence if facebook or any social media network if they take that down then they are you know harming free speech like it's a tricky boundary that these companies forever have to play in. As with any news site, I think we've talked about this in the past. If you read it, if you read something on the BBC, if you read something on the Daily Mail, or wherever you get your news from, fact check it. Go fact check it on numerous other websites because every website has a bias. Every author, every you know, every journalist has some kind of bias, whether they mean it or not. Things get written certain ways, things get worded certain ways, and that can really change, especially uh, in written 
in tech. You know, you don't understand the、mm. connotations of body language and stuff like that. So you may read something slightly different to how it was meant to be read, and those interpretations can then go a long way. I think it really does require that if we read something, we go and fact check it. And when you've got organizations like this that are now going, oh, you can't fact check this. It's like brilliant. So well, yeah. So th- th- there's there's two examples here. So number one, I just I I tried to do a quick search to find. I can't even remember where I read it. it was online anyway. Um, but I found something else. It was basically the person saying about you know the infrared guns and how they're dangerous and so on. But here here we are. Here's a, a fact check from believe it or not a doctor. False infrared thermometers are not harmful to brain cells. Would imagine that. And there, there's a, a text that was going around. It was going online. It was t- being tweeted and so on and so forth. And I'll read it out. And I'm not in any way saying this is true. I'm saying it's the complete opposite. But it's just for the fact. Would you trust something that read as this? And I'm going to read it as is. Okay. The temperature gun used now because of pandemic has radiation and kills many neutron in your brain. Don't allow for them to point at your head. They can take your temperature on your arm or even a finger from hand or feet. Constantly pointing at head will kill many neutrons until you have none left and you have brain damage. Insist on arm because you will suffer the consequences of them making money on your problem with health issues. They have some hell of a nerve playing with our health and not informing of the dangers that temperature gun can causes. I think, It's like an X-ray. I think. I lost more. I think brain the person、neutrons. who wrote this has brain damage. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I think I lost lost more brain neutrons. To、yeah. use their word.、Uh, listening to that. <laughs> yeah. And do you know the really ironic thing? Here's how how dangerous and incorrect information like this can be. The the infrared beam doesn't actually emit any energy. It it it's the other way round. We emit the heat in the form of thermal radi- radiation, which then feeds to the thermometer. So hang on a minute. It, it, <laughs> What you're saying is being around other humans is potentially harmful to our brain neutrons. Well, if if you're going by anything this post says, yes, yes, that's my, that's my new favorite word of the day, by the way, brain neutrons, <laughs> brain neutrons, or brains, I should、yeah. say. <laughs> it's just so, 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 yeah. And the thing is, unfortunately, people are in autopilot now. They they see something online, and it's just immediately it is. And and something else. I'm I'm going slightly off topic here, and I know it's a quick news post, but 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 I'll put it anyway. So、uh, a month or so ago. In fact, I think two months to the day, really.、Um, a young seventeen-year-old girl in South Africa was flying a plane. Um, and I, for anyone not aware, I I fly planes myself,、um, and I am very interested in the cause of accidents. And because the aviation industry is one where we learn constantly through through mistakes、um, that that hopefully we will we we don't replicate. And we're all human, and mistakes happen. But we, everything is done in aviation to. Try and alleviate those mistakes happening, and that's why over the years aircraft travel has has become safer. And the young girl had completed so many hours, and she was flying solo,、um, only a, a few number of hours on solo. In fact, I think it was her second day after her first solo. And when when a crash happens, it's it's very dangerous to to speculate when you don't know the fact. But but the point being, a, f- a friend had sent this link to me that saw it online, and 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 thought I would be interested to read. That's fair enough. But sadly, the only news source at the time was the Daily Mail. You can see where this is going, right? Indeed. And it was just painful to read the article because not only was it not plausible what was said, it was factually wrong. And then I went down to the comments, and I'm really sorry I did that because、oh, you God, read no, things like so. The, the girl was flying a, a a Piper aircraft, a single engine. 
aircraft, um, which your danger with a single engine aircraft, yeah, if, if you have engine failure, you, you've you've no power. But you do have glide. Um, you can glide it to a, a field or to an airstrip or whatever. So we'll not get into the real intricacies here. We'll, we'll keep it basic. But essentially, what happened or the preliminary findings would be that she uh, she stalled and went into a spin. And there's a a recovery from a spin, but it wouldn't be intuitive, especially to someone who's just started flying. In fact, what you should do in a spin would be counterintuitive for for what's happening. You wouldn't think, oh, I'm going to um, pull the throttle fully off. I'm going to use counter rudder. I'm going to push the the yoke or the aileron straight down and then let it recover and then and so on. You wouldn't do that because you're you're spinning towards the ground. You would think I'm going to pull back on the stick and full power and and it, it, and that actually upsets even further and it causes the spin to exasperate. But sadly, this girl was um was making I think from reading the accident report on her final turn what would be known from base to final and for whatever reason I'm not going to speculate but her airspeed dropped. Um, and unfortunately she she stalled the plane spun at a very low altitude so even if and again I I don't know but whether she knew the recovery technique or not she she probably did but but didn't have the time to recover and really really sad set of events unfortunately it's not the first time and I'm it it, it won't be the last time because it's it's a fatal error or it's a fatal thing that can happen especially at low altitude you just don't have the 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 time or the altitude to recover when you're going into land but but the, the point being um someone's lost their life there is an official investigation going on because of that of course and some idiot who's probably never sat in a plane before to fly said a plane should never have one single engine they are death traps Brilliant. And I just, I just sat there and looked at that comment, and I was like, "You don't have a clue." I, and but, but why comment on something that? But the problem is, does this person think that they do know, or do they know they don't? But they'll, they'll comment anyway. Because quite honestly, there was nothing. If your engine cuts on base, that's that. If your engine's going to cut at any point, unless you're on the ground, that's probably the most ideal time for it to cut when you're coming into land. Well, depending on how much you know time you have before you, you're, you're at the runway, but. So, so to speak, that would be ideal almost, as long as you don't pull back and lose your part. So, but there's, we'll not get into intricacies, but point being, what that person said was just so false and so far from the truth and the actual reason. And it's just, but then one person reads that, and all it takes is for so many people to read that, and all of a sudden they believe the same thing. thing the and in- what he said was, oh, it must have been engine failure. No, it wasn't. But he just decided that from reading the article that the Daily Mail put in, and of no fault to him, they didn't do a good job of even trying to explain because they got the clickbait title the sensationalist journalism approach in and made it something it wasn't and on top of that they were were doing that when someone had lost their life some young girl who was trying to pursue her dreams of getting her pilot's license lost her life but but no we'll just make fake news about but well yeah okay i'll use the term fake news because that's what it was so yeah false information online and, and the only reason i use that example is because it's something i have a i'm no expert but i certainly have a a knowledgeable background in it so i was able to look at it and, and immediately say well it could have been this or it could have been that xyz reading something and not knowing and then trying to add to the conversation especially online is sometimes not the best thing because and, and of course everyone's had their own opinion and maybe he's not trying to correlate a single engine to that accident but it certainly seemed that what he was reading was oh she she must have lost power and, and, and that's what happened it's not and so that is a micro scale and a micro example of so many things online that people read something they have an opinion they think they know but they really don't um so it's <sighs> 
I'm sure you have countless examples, Aaron, of that as well in your industry, but it, it's... Armchair experts. I know, it's, it's, it is dangerous. Armchair experts. Go ahead, sir. Armchair experts. That's what they are. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they've, they've always existed. Like, you know, armchair experts. Um, what is it? Um, in American football, it's armchair quarterbacking. Like, you know, whenever you watch a sports game on TV, um, even before the days of the internet, it's like, there's always that one person going, oh, I should have done this, or oh, the team should have, you know, run this play, or, or done that um or why wasn't this player you know running this kind of uh, blocking or whatever like it's always happened it's just welcome to the internet now where that information can be online and hate misinformation you know all spreads so so quickly um because, yeah everyone has an opinion yeah so many people are keyboard warriors and hide behind pseudonyms yeah. and whatnot you know it's a big problem with the internet um it's uh, something i don't envy that social media sites have to deal with on a daily basis um yeah we'll continue but yeah micro examples of how and and not saying that false information in that case is is dangerous but it 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 can grow so in the fact of saying that vaccines are dangerous that in itself can be dangerous because vaccines aren't dangerous vaccines are the reason why we've cured so many diseases influenzas and, and, and pandemics, potential pandemics around the world. Vaccines can be dangerous when they're not tested, but that's why vaccines do not go into production unless they're tested. That's why at this point, I'm sure we could have created something that kills COVID in a lab, but we know it's not safe for human consumption. I don't know, such as bleach. I'm not sure who would decide to say such a thing. <clears throat> But you know, that that's the point. Um, yes, everything can be dangerous if it's not done right, of course. So there you go. I guess if if if, if we could round up that 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 quick news story, did you see when, when, when Trump actually suggested on ingesting bleach, did you see that certain states had an influx of 911 calls in America from people who had ingested bleach? That really sums it up. People people are sheep and people will sometimes do whatever they read or hear because they don't have any personal accountability. I mean, I think that just highlights the fact that people, people in power, general people, social media network sites, you know, anything that spreads information has to be really careful what you say because you don't know who's reading it and you don't know, you know, people tend to, let, let's be real, people tend to see something comes from the most powerful man in America or the most powerful position in America. Um, and you, in a way, or in days gone by, you might not have seen a reason to question it. Whereas today, it's, you know, the complete opposite has to happen. Like, you know, obviously, everyone should always use common sense, fact-checking, no matter who says it, because like I say, everyone has an agenda, everyone has a bias. Um, but yeah, I think it, that kind of thing highlights more than ever that people need to be really careful what they say, because you have no idea who's listening now. 100%. Santander, banking outage. This happens all the time now in, in terms of it's, it's very inconvenient and I guess not ideal but it, it happened. And then Epic are gone from the App Store. That was <laughs> I think Apple have kind of been conquering this battle thus far right? Even yeah. through the courts. I mean Apple said they were going to remove it on the 28th and that's what they did. Epic didn't comply um, so Apple did what they would do to anyone else and they terminated their developer account. Now I believe uh, from what I understand Epic obviously also make the Unreal Engine which so many other games are based upon on. Um, from what I understand, they have a separate developer account for that. Obviously, that came up in the court rulings last week that Apple could 
uh, Terminate 1. Um, they could pull Fortnite and Epic's account off the store, but they could not do it to Unreal um, because not part of the problem, really. So, you know, they couldn't go full nuclear on Epic stuff. So I believe Unreal um, still has access to the App Store so they can still use the developer tools and things like that. Obviously, maybe it was just a bit of uh, poor or well-timed well uh, publicity, depending on uh, which side you're on. Apple this week decided to push a big promotion of PUBG, um, which is one of Fortnite's biggest competitors uh, in the App Store, which is obviously, I think, based on the Unreal Engine, so Epic still kind of win in a way. Um, but Apple, yeah, ran a big promotion for PUBG, um, front page of the App Store uh, on all their marketing campaign and whatnot, which may have just been, like I say, just a massive coincidence timing. I imagine this stuff is planned uh, quite far in advance. But yeah, just, just quite uh, quite funny this week, seeing, seeing Apple kind of uh, poke, poke the bear or, you know, prod the fire a little bit. Mm, 100%. Speaking of Apple, their new iPhone operating system is making it harder for Facebook to track people. Facebook says it will decimate part of it business. Oh, boo-hoo. My heart Aww. bleeds. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just a, that, that just shows how dangerous it is to rely on other companies to prop up your own business, right? It's just, I mean, I don't know if you've read the, the blog post that Facebook did. It's just like it comes across as they try so hard to paint Apple as the bad guy whilst like inadvertently skirting around that the reason they're painting Apple as the bad guy is because Apple are being the good guy. Like, it's just so funny to read. I mean, what they're basically saying in a nutshell and correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, is well, Apple are actually trying to add privacy sanctions, in, further privacy sanctions in iOS, which means we can't track you, which means we can't make money off your information and data. Bingo. That is in a nutshell. That's that's it rounded up, right? Yeah, bingo. I don't know if... I can't remember if they go into the specifics of like what app. So Apple have done a number of things in iOS 14. Obviously, we've already seen Apple apps caught out by the clipboard notifications. So when anything, I don't know if it's copy. I know it's definitely paste. So when anything pastes, then I assume copies from your clipboard comes up with a notification at the top that just says, um, you know, X Y Z app pasted your clipboard or used your clipboard or accessed or whatever. However it words it, I'm not quite sure. Um, I've seen it a few times um i know when i take a password out of one password you copy it and then you go and paste it into the website it comes up and says you know one password or safari pasted your clipboard or whatever um and we saw a number of apps kind of when the beta came out it actually revealed how many apps were secretly snooping on your clipboard data um and then in turn how many apps are actually sending that clipboard data back and forth even in the background i believe um i don't think here it's says oh here he goes um apple intends to prevent apps from tracking users using their unique device identifier or idfa without their explicit permission this is something that facebook's audience network uses to personalize advertising in third-party apps facebook obviously said that doing so would have a significant impact on audience network cutting its revenue on ios by up to 50 percent because of an inability to deliver more valuable targeted advertising it may hallelujah even force Facebook to stop developing audience network for iOS altogether. Um, quote coming from Facebook. They say this is not a change that we want to make, but unfortunately Apple's updates to iOS 14 have forced this decision. We know this may severely impact publishers' ability to monetize through audience network on iOS 14, and despite our best efforts may render audience network so ineffective on iOS 14 that it may not make sense to even offer it in the future. Audience network is obviously only one piece of Facebook 
Facebook's revenue. It's unclear precisely how much. Um, its core business of advertising inside its own apps will be unaffected, but any attempts to curtail data collection can pose a threat to Facebook, and the company has recently been vocal about the risks that regulations and platform, or regulators, sorry, and platform changes pose. So like I say, even with all those quotes, or even with all the quotes from the blog posts, you can really hear that Facebook trying to paint Apple as the, uh, oh, we're going to lose so much money because Apple did something good. It's just uh, Facebook come across so poorly here. This isn't really, yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, and they're playing the victim. We understand that iOS will hurt many of our developers and publishers at an already difficult time for business. Well, yeah, but privacy has nothing to do with prosperity of business, surely. Pri- privacy is privacy. I think people, I think the general population now, I think we're all waking up to the idea that we're kind of sick of being the product. You know, we, we are, what's the saying? It's like, if, if, if you're if not paying for it, you are the product. That's it, that's it. It's like, I think generally a lot of people, I think, are we're reading these stories time and time again, and, and we're kind of more aware of the free services that we use and the, the data that we're turning over in lieu of any kind of like actual monetary payment um i think we're very aware that or a lot of people are very aware that we use facebook we use google whatever or whichever platform we use twitter you know and in lieu of actually paying them any kind of subscription or money it's, it's the personal data that we hand over and i think a lot of people will kind of happily make that trade-off i think what what so many people are unaware of is facebook don't just collect the data and this goes for so many companies but just specifically talking about facebook here facebook don't just collect that data when you're in their app. Facebook don't just use that data when you're in their app. Um, So much of kind of the data collection of any of these big companies goes so far beyond their own apps anymore um, that they track you pretty much through every website somehow um, in order to to build up a, a big kind of picture of who you are, what you like, what you view and what they may be able to sell you. If they know that... We've always said it. How do you think when you look up door handles, when you do lots of research on door handles, that all of a sudden Amazon start emailing you about, oh, door handles or Facebook start showing you ads for door handles, even though you never searched on Facebook or on Amazon. It's because these companies build up that big picture of you through third-party websites. And Apple are one of the companies. Mozilla have done it with Firefox. You know, there are a few companies that are doing it. I, I think even Google Google might be doing something. Obviously, Google kind of have uh, two sides to that coin within Android. But uh, Apple are one of the companies that actually want to stop companies getting such kind of a big, uh, being able to collect such a profile on you. Uh, because if they can randomize or stop companies accessing that unique identifier, then that's a big thing. Because then every session you do, maybe every tab you open or every app you go into, it could be a completely randomized ID that companies can't link together and then can't build up a profile against you um, because they can't track between sessions and whatnot. Per Facebook. Exactly. Per Facebook. Per mobile users is what Witcher's saying. They're still being ripped off by operators. I would know something about this. Um, well, actually, no. I'm not being ripped off. I'm just not getting good service. So I'll change. But anyways, uh, some <laughs> some are potentially overpaying by more than £400 a year. Mobile customers are being ripped off by operators who continue to charge them the full price of their contracts even when they've paid off the cost of their phone. Last year, Ofcom asked operators to reduce prices to out-of-contract customers from February this year. Operators, however, said they were offering customers plenty of choice. 
Many customers choose to get a new smartphone through a monthly bill contract, effectively paying off most of its cost over a year or two. After the contract term ends, there's no longer a need to repay off a handset, so prices could and should drop. But that's not always the case. According to which the worst affected customers, are you ready for this, were of three. Were about four in ten customers whose contracts ended in the last six months claimed they saw no price drop. Two in five EE customers and three in ten Vodafone customers said the same. On the other hand, O2, Tesco Mobile and Virgin Mobile told customers that when their contracts ended, their bills would reduce to the best available airtime deal. I really, and here's a rant, a very short one, I honestly have not witnessed a drop in service and drop in customer service in a company in a long time as I have from three over the last number of years, the last few years. I've been with them for I don't know how long and they used to be fantastic, really good. They were affordable, uh, well, they were cost effective, I guess you'd say. Customer service was great. If there's any issues, you contacted them, they normally sorted it. Service was good, the, the mobile service. No, it's just the complete opposite in all ways. And I don't know why I'm still with them. I just I, I just haven't, it's just a hassle in a way. It's not, but it is. And I just haven't gotten around to getting it. But I, I, I will be because even last, I think when I was over with you last year, Aaron, there was a problem with it and I tried contacting them and they, I think it was a half an hour an hour phone call just talking rubbish that didn't need to be talked you changed many months ago right um yeah i mean i was kind of i kind of had my hand forced because i wanted to get the when the cellular apple watch came out it was only on ee everything everywhere at the time um and i had in my mind i think i've spoken about on the show many times about switching and that was kind of my hand forced um and honestly haven't looked back since talk about the best move in a while i know everything everywhere get a little bit of uh, a bad rap in this country for some reason although i think every service does because yeah there's there's obviously. no perfect service for it uh, yeah, for, exactly. for everyone that's the problem um it's, but it yeah. don't miss three i do not miss three i uh hear you talk about all your 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 fun dealings with three customer service and it's kind of exactly how i remember it towards the end even dealing with the cancellation like it just they just made the experience absolutely miserable talk about never mm. wanting to go back again the best of it all was the on when i was on hold a while ago i think i said on a previous episode but if it's not three it's not real 5g (laughs) subsequently they were told that they can't say that by the regulator and had to stop because obviously if you're on a call and you hear if it's not three it's not real 5g you may start thinking wait a minute are three the only ones who offer 5g what but i thought leading information (laughs) yeah i mean three were the first company to bring 3g to the uk if i'm not mistaken right 3g not 4g Uh, and not 5g 3g they were then one of the first that i think went to be an only 3G network. They switched off all their two and two and a half G equipment, um, which was like the service was never as good as others. Um, three were always that progressive company. They always did the kind of bold move first, um, and I think because you never got the greatest coverage, but you got pretty decent service. Like when you did have coverage, it was very fast, and that was kind of their their one upshot. And you didn't mind paying a little bit extra for that. But for me, when it became the service was poorer than everyone else. The speeds were poorer than everyone else. The prices were, you know, 25% more than everyone else. Like the competitiveness just was not there. Um, I think it became an, an obvious move to switch. Um, I remember the first week of using uh, EE and I think this was on like, this must have been my phone, six or seven. And I remember like doing a speed test just, just randomly in the town or like even on the outskirts of town, like somewhere where three didn't even have 4G at the time. And I was getting like 60, 70, 80 megabits per second, which, you know, this is like,
like what, four, three years ago. Um, like that was like wow. It's like earth shattering at the time on a mobile network. Like it was a you know equivalent of our our home speeds at the time. There is no doubt that over the last five, ten years, due to regulators, um, operators in all aspects of 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 life, not just mobile phone, but in terms of energy providers, utility providers, broadband, uh, cable, and so on and so forth, have had to be more transparent and more competitive and be be more open about the services they offer. And if they don't deliver, they they're, they're more accountable, which is great. It's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, this isn't as much a regulator thing. It's more an, a, a, a report by which, but Ofcom have um, have done their own things as well. That they, they, they basically said that operators need to reduce prices to out of contract customers from February this year. Whilst operators say we're doing that, they're not to the full extent, which they'll be held accountable and hopefully in, in, infringement fines will be put in place. I just don't see why, because the the thing is, it doesn't cost operators anything really on, on the grand scheme to for different services. You make a phone call to Spain, for example, or to, to another country, it doesn't really cost anything. And that, that, that was where roaming charges were. All of a sudden, the regulators said, hold on a minute, you're charging stupid amounts of money for people to call the UK from somewhere in Europe or vice versa. It doesn't cost anything more. Why? What, were you just doing it for the fun of it? And it, essentially it was. So they, they got rid of that. And, and small victories over a, a long period of time, we take for granted. But if we look at how things were a number of years ago, they weren't so great. And, and, and the thing is, the companies will continue to do it until they, they, they don't get away with it anymore. It's the exact same as the Facebook story we just spoke about. Facebook, of course, will continually try and make more money off you while they can and until they are stopped from doing so for whatever reason, regulatory reasons, law changes, lawsuits, or just the, the, the mediums through which they're doing it, i.e. through your smartphone, the manufacturer is changing what what can and can't be done on, through the software, it, it, they'll, they'll continue to do it. It really is a, a game of cat and mouse in the technology industry, isn't it? With with the user, with, with companies and users, the users need the companies and the companies need the users, so they're just constantly trying to negotiate terms in a, a roundabout way. Crazy. Either way, um, if you are paying for a contract and you think you're paying too much, investigate it. Go and, go and check what's out. Go and see what deals are there. If you're out of contract and you're still paying too much, go and, go and see what other operators can offer you. Don't be loyal. There is no loyalty in business. So don't be loyal to a carrier who is overcharging or charging you for something you're not getting or not delivering what you expect or want. Change. It, it's very easy now to change providers in a lot of things. And with a phone, it's just getting a puck code, really, to, to reassign the number to the new carrier and so on. It shouldn't be difficult. And if your carrier makes it difficult, there are the mediums to complain and to escalate what they're doing. That brings us to the end of 514. As always, you can find more episodes on over at munchtech.tv. If you're listening on your mobile device, munchtech.tv forward slash mobile. We have a newsletter, munchtech tv forward slash newsletter if you want to do what we do here podcasting that is munchtech.tv forward slash ultimate podcast guide and of course podcastassist.com last but not least our interview with steve wozniak the co-founder of apple computing pioneer and engineering genius munchtech.tv it was in 2012 the 18th of january 2012 see i remember that but it's still very relevant to today as always thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this episode more episodes as i said at the start munchtech.tv until next week have a great safe enjoyable week stay safe stay sensible and until then bye-bye bye-bye